to the Healthy Self Mindset Podcast. Today, I'm talking about good old anxiety. And anxiety is something that personally I have struggled with a lot, continue to struggle with it, but I am coming to a stage where I'm managing it better and I am finding more tools that personally help me manage it, absolve it, kind of work through all of those thoughts that can plague our brains when we have anxiety of the the coulda, shoulda, would'ves or the what if this happens, am I the problem, is this the problem, maybe I could have done that to make it work, maybe I shouldn't have said that, like what if I mess up and say this or do that, all of those questions They can be managed with a few tools that I'll go over in a minute, but they have really helped me to kind of tone down, turn down the volume on those buzzing thoughts that kind of infiltrate our minds when we do have anxiety. And I know that anxiety shows up for everyone in different ways, but for me personally, I always get in a state of I become frozen mentally I become frozen like I cannot get my mind on anything else except exactly what I'm anxious over or if I genuinely don't know why I'm anxious then it's like okay let me go through everything in my mind of what possibly went wrong what possibly could go wrong just to get to why I'm anxious and then that makes me even more anxious so nothing helps but I get into even like a physical sense of frozen where I know all of the things that I should be doing. I know my to-do list for the day. I know what email needs sent. I know who to talk to. I know what plans I have later. But I become so frozen mentally and physically that I cannot bring myself to do any of those things. So I end up procrastinating those things. And then I get more anxious because suddenly I don't have enough time to do those things because I was too nervous to do them. It's a vicious cycle. I would not wish this upon anyone because it is such... Anxiety is so tricky and it is a... It's not a one-size-fits-all thing. Everybody's anxiety is different. Everybody's root of anxiety is different. And I know, you know, the main kind of symptoms of anxiety, like if you're having an anxiety attack or anything like that, are... Like the fast heart rate, rapid breathing, sweating, feeling tired. I know that one is a really big one for me. When I have really high anxiety, I feel like I have not slept in years. Like I'm like, please, someone get me a nap. But then you're too anxious to nap because you know all of the things that you have to do. So what is anxiety exactly? The true definition of anxiety is intense, excessive, and persistent worry and fear about everyday situations. So like I said, it's all the would've, could've, should'ves, or the what-ifs that could happen in the future, or worrying about things that have already happened that we can't change that we somehow wish we could. And in Greek and Latin literature, philosopher Seneca, I think I'm saying that correctly, said, he who fears death will never act as becomes a living man. Meaning that even that long ago, we were all already being stressed, the need to focus on the present and not the future or the future problems that haven't even manifested themselves yet. Like this anxiety did not just come about suddenly one day, it has been around for ages and anxiety is fear. Anxiety truly is in itself fear. 
And it's easy, right? It's it's easy to lean into fear rather than to have faith sometimes. Faith in a situation, faith in yourself. It's easier to fear the outcome than a fear a bad outcome than say, okay, what if it all goes right? Especially in today's world, you take one scroll through TikTok and you're being hit with so many videos on why not to trust anything until it has proven itself rather than videos on how to just trust from the start. And I know that to be true even personally for myself. Like, I think we have all kind of, we're all leaning into becoming a society where we expect the worst first instead of just expecting a good outcome first. And I think that a lot of anxiety stems from that because, you know, even in a health sense, in like a, if you're trying to lose weight, we like, it's natural to think like, well, maybe I just won't lose anything. Maybe this all won't work out. Like, I don't know if I can do this. It's too hard. Like, what if I don't lose all the weight? What if I put in all this work and I don't lose weight? What if I don't like myself at the end of this? What if it's too hard? What if I just am not that person? And we, it's very easy to go to that first route of like self-blame, self-fear, all of that just to feed into this anxiety that kind of becomes somewhat of a comfort to us as much as it hinders us and sometimes stops us dead in our tracks, it almost becomes kind of comforting to know like, okay, like, I guess these are my normal anxious thoughts, but there's way to overcome them (laughs) because anxiety, when we have it, like there have been so many studies that show that it influences like and affects our attention, our learning, Um, our information processing, cognitive processes, academic performance, work capacity, all of these things. And even health-wise, it affects our blood pressure, stress levels, our pain resistance becomes affected, and even our immune system feels reduced. And that's what I mean. It makes us feel frozen. Like anxiety in itself, in a biological psychological, physiological way makes us feel frozen. And that feeling of being frozen is, again, that fear-based physical and emotional response. And I know for me personally, lately, these past two months, I have had such bad anxiety that I didn't even know how to talk about it. And I know that I posted a little bit about it on my Instagram, but honestly, I don't know why it felt embarrassing to talk about. And I know... When things feel embarrassing to talk about, I know that they need to be talked about because I'm like, why am I only showing all of the good days when at night I am a bundle of tears, I can't stop crying, I can hardly breathe, I'm hyperventilating, I'm having such bad anxiety attacks because I am so scared of tomorrow, I am so scared of what's going on, I don't feel comfortable, and I don't know why. And that to me was the scariest part of when my anxiety was that high was that I didn't know why. But looking back on it now, I think I didn't want to acknowledge why. And if you've been following me on social media, you know that I just went through a pretty traumatic breakup. And as much as I feel okay now, I did not realize that my anxiety was so high in that moment, not because of work that I wanted to pin it on, not because of school that I wanted to pin it on, not just because Anne is 
crazy in the brain that I wanted to pin it on. And by the way, you are, you are not crazy if you have anxiety. I know I always say like, oh my God, I feel like I'm going crazy. Like I can't get a grasp of my emotions. Like I just, everything feels so overwhelming and out of control. And you do feel like you're going crazy, but I, I promise you, you're not, you're not crazy. You're not going crazy. You're just like me. You are an anxious person. You're an overthinker and you get through it. Trust me. I am living, breathing proof that you get through it. And there are high, there are high and lows to everybody's anxiety journey. And when I was in kind of the depths of the height of that, like one of like I've had these moments before, but what I feel to realize what that it was the situation of my relationship that was bringing me so much anxiety. And I thought that that was the one thing that was supposed to bring me peace and security. And it was not. And I didn't want to acknowledge that. And it was giving me so much anxiety that I, I, it was, it was a horrible time. It was horrible. Couldn't fall asleep. Was tired the next day. Felt frozen at work. Could hardly, you know, put on a happy face for some clients. I was crying myself to sleep at night, having breakdowns, panic attacks, shutting down. It was rough. It was so rough. Could hardly eat. Like everything, everything was really, really bad. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. And I know that if some of you have been through that too, you know exactly the feeling that I'm talking about. And when I was trying to work through it, you know, apart from removing myself from the situation that was causing it. A couple of other things that I did was, first of all, I kept a really consistent routine because I know anxiety and depression go hand in hand and I was definitely falling into sort of a spiral of depression and having a bit of a depressive episode where it's like you really just, you don't want to take care of yourself. Taking care of yourself becomes such a large task, such a hard task, and you you really just, you don't want to do anything. And even just taking the time to wash your face, brush your teeth, like that's exhausting. That is an exhausting thought to even think about. But it is one thing that I forced myself to do. And I know when you're in the moment, it's hard to be like, oh, I'm just going to force myself to do it because I have to do it. You really don't want to do it. But I had to give myself some tough love, like, Anne, when you're over this anxiety, do you really, like, want to look back and go, oh, dang, like, I messed up all my habits that I was keeping up on so greatly, like, just borderline, bare minimum taking care of yourself? No. So keeping small routines like that, even if it is just washing your face, even if it's not going through the whole skincare routine and you're just splashing water on your face, awesome. Thank you. You did something for yourself. Or even if it's just making your favorite beverage in the morning, like I know, like just the act of me making coffee and being like, okay, like I did this for myself. I am carrying on something that I do every day, that I know I will do every day, that I have control over, that is not changing. It is not something I'm going to mess up. I'm taking care of myself. I'm doing something for myself. It is a habit that is secure. It is a habit that is consistent. And consistency is the best way to treat anxiety. And again, this might not be for everyone, but for me personally, 
consistency and keeping up with constant habits that I do every day help my anxiety so much. Another one of those habits is journaling in the morning, like just, and I know I've said this before, even if it's two sentences, like I feel anxious today, I don't know why that's, that's me today. Like just the act of keeping it up, having that normalcy just brings so much comfort to know that that is never going to change. Because again, since anxiety is in itself fear and we all, you know, we all kind of fear change a little bit inside having those consistent habits that we can always turn to and keeping that like sense of normalcy and a normal pattern that helps to kind of negate any of those fear-based thoughts surrounding change. Another thing that I did was ask myself questions in the present moment and it's easy to be like, oh, I'm just going to ask myself why I'm anxious and no, because we always don't have an answer or we don't want to accept the answer that we know is the answer, like in my case. So it's hard to answer that question, but it's more so I went the route of saying, okay, what do I have in my control and what do I not have in my control? And I've told one of, a couple of my clients this, but I said in your notes app, make a list of, okay, in this column, these are all the things that I can control. In this column, these are all the things I cannot control. And then whenever you're like in that anxiety mode, whenever you're like, oh my gosh, I'm panicked, I'm frozen, I don't know what I can do, I don't know what to do, you can look at that list like, okay, I have control over sending this work email right now. I do not have control over how they respond or what they do with the information that was in that work email. I have control over eating this meal and keeping up with my food intake during the day. I do not have control over what somebody else is eating or how they choose to have their food food intake for the day. Or I have control over how I react to a situation and what how I react to and respond to the emotions that I have during a situation, but I do not have control over how someone else reacts to a situation or how someone else responds to their emotions. And that is one thing that I have also learned is that we do not have control over our emotions. There is always something, someone, whatever it may be, that is going to make us feel some type of way, whether it's good or bad. But we don't have control over that. What we do have control over is how we respond and react, like I said, to the emotions. If we're angry, if we're sad... We have it in our power on how are we are going to react and to display that emotion, whether it's like, okay, we have to yell or we shut down or whatever it may be. We have that in our power to control how we respond and react to, a remote, to an emotion. And one thing, and I was told this, my therapist, God lover, she told me this and I don't know why it's so simple and it's kind of silly, but... I was having a lot of anxiety based around work and school and she's like, Anne, you don't have to be happy, joyful, peaceful to send an email. 
nobody, when they send an email, is going to be happy all of the time. You can be sad, you can be anxious, you can be angry, you can be depressed, and you can still hit send on an email. And I'm like, damn. (laughs) So every time I'm working, every time I'm like, oh, I feel so paralyzed, like... I don't know if I can just do any work today. Like I'm just going to go on TikTok. I'm going to just like disassociate from the day. I remember that. And I know it seems silly. And again, I know it's simple, but it's like, I remember her saying that like, and I have to tell myself like, Anne, you can feel frozen right now and you can feel sad and anxious right now, but you can still send that damn email. And then once you send it, it's just like, okay, cool. Like I can check that off my to-do list. It's one less thing in my inbox. It's one less thing filtering around in my head. It's just, it's, and it kind of brings you one step forward to having like this kind of feeling of peace and feeling of calm, like that accomplishment feeling. Like I got that done. Like even though I'm feeling this way and I'm not really feeling the best, I at least got that some, that something done. The last thing that really helps with me working around my anxiety is asking myself what it's trying to tell me. And like I said, it's not easy to ask yourself, why am I anxious? Sometimes we really will never know. But sometimes it's easier to ask yourself, what is my anxiety trying to tell me? Is it trying to tell me to walk away from a situation, to take care of myself more, remind myself that I'm safe. What is it? For the instance of me with my whole like really increased anxiety a few months ago, my anxiety was telling me that the situation that I was in was not for me. You know, there was a lot of things going on even outside of my relationship with work things that I'm like, this is bringing me way too much anxiety, way too much pressure and not even good pressure in the sense like, oh, like I'll grow stronger from this pressure in the sense that I was like, you feel like you are tearing yourself down because it becomes so much stressful, so stressful. So walking away from that situation, walking away from a person that is not bringing you a sense of peace, not bringing you a good feeling in your gut when you realize that is what your anxiety is trying to tell you and you take that step, you take that action, you're going to feel like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders, lifted off your chest, and you're just going to have that overwhelming feeling of relief. And I know in the moment it's very scary to realize exactly what your anxiety is trying to tell you and it's even scarier and harder to actually pursue and remove what is causing your anxiety like i said for me it was a person and that was hard you to remove anyone from your life is very hard but the minute that i did i felt so much relief so much happiness and so like a feeling of safety and security that i was like wow, like this is such a great lesson that I really do need to listen to myself more and listen to what my anxiety is trying to tell me more. We can make anxiety the enemy because it really does feel like that sometimes, but in the end, anxiety can kind of be used as a powerful tool to tell us what is wrong and what is going wrong in our lives that is causing that anxiety. A tool that can be used to teach us so many things about ourselves and to 
point us and steer us in the right direction to where our hearts feel full, feel peace, and we feel that sense of security. So to recap, if you are feeling anxious, if you are in a state of paralyzation, anxiety-ridden, anything like that right now, I want you to keep up your really teeny tiny habits, small routines, any sense of normalcy. I want you to make yourself the list of what is in your control and what is out of your control and get really specific with it. I want you to ask yourself questions in the present moment of what within this whole grand scheme of things you can control in the situation that's giving you anxiety and what you can't control. And I want you to ask yourself what your anxiety is trying to tell you right now. And you may not be able to answer that in the moment. It may be a little a little thinker for a couple days, but the minute that you realize the answer and the minute that you follow through with it, because no one wants to feel anxiety all the time, so you kind of have to force yourself to follow through with it, you will feel so much better. And trust me, I'm going to open up more about when I have these anxious moments and because sharing about that online, as much as it was scary, it was kind of relieving, like just kind of putting it out there like, yep, I can't go to sleep without a weighted blanket and I'm crying my eyes out all the time. So (laughs) that's where I'm at. It just kind of, it felt good. So that's my last thing is tell somebody, tell somebody you're anxious. They may not be able to solve it. You may not want them to solve it, but just by telling someone hey, I'm anxious right now, things just feel really hard, that can be a shoulder that you can lean on. They at least know what you're going through and you're not going through it alone, even if you kind of want to move through the emotions alone. And I can be that girl. My DMs are always open. I can give you a call. I can shoot you a message, anything like that. I'm here for you guys. I love you guys. And... I wish nothing but peace, comfort, and happiness for all of you, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye, guys.